Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen Alleluia, Christ is risen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. How will this thing end? I'm so eager to see your unmasked faces. I'm so eager to sing boldly in a full church. I'm so eager for hugs, for touch, for communion with bread and wine. I'm so eager for inside dining at restaurants, for concerts, for travel, the list goes on. If you asked us last Easter how we thought this thing would end, none of us, not even Dr. Fauci, would have predicted that we would have a second Easter with most of us at home. How will this thing end? Your guess is as good as mine. I suppose there are a number, number of possible endings. Depends on vaccinations, herd immunization. It depends on those variations to the virus going on. Depends on the outcome of the George Floyd trial. Depends on whether the politicization of everything keeps getting worse. Like the adventure we call life. There are multiple endings possible. It all depends. How will this thing end? With the low-grade stress and worry that it causes? With the sorrow expressed or unexpressed? We just want it to end. Change of pace. Quick survey. How many of you have played a video game in the last year? Oh, not a lot in this space, but some. How many, well, how about you online on the first page? How many of you played a video game in the, in the last year? How many of you have played, how many of you can name a video game? And how many of you have played a video game with an alternate ending? Embarrassing to say that I have to answer no to every one of those questions. Flunk. Well, I asked Jake, our crucifer this morning, what he did during spring break. And he said he played a lot of video games. I asked him if he ever played one with an alternate ending. He said yes, and that they were interesting. In these video games, the choices you make have dramatic consequences on the end game. There are so many different ways the game can end. And if that's not enough fun, you can do this later, there are interactive movies that do the same. How many of you have watched, watched a movie with alternate ending choices? Whoa, good for you. What a concept, choose the ending you want. If only life were that way, consider Netflix's Black Mirror, Bandersnatch. Anybody watched that one? Oh my goodness, you've made my day. The movie follows a young programmer trying to create a computer game, right? It's based on a choose-your-own-adventure from a, a novel he remembers from childhood. 
and there are millions of different permutations. A viewer's choices can impact how their experience will play out on the screen, which means the movie can last, well, like from 90 minutes to two and a half hours. It may surprise you, but there are alternate endings to the story of Jesus in the Bible. St. Paul's words today were written, were written many years earlier than the four Gospels, and there's no story at the tomb, no details. Paul simply proclaims that Jesus died, was buried, and he appeared to many. And there are different endings to the four Gospels written during a time span of about 30 years. Today, we have the ending from Mark, the earliest gospel, and this ending is the most both ambiguous and enigmatic of them all. In fact, tagged on to that is an official alternate ending to Mark that scholars believe was written later. But in our gospel today, the one that we've got, there are three grieving women, and Jesus doesn't appear, Peter and the disciples aren't around at all, and a heavenly messenger dressed in white tells the women that Jesus is not there. He's not at the grave, but has been raised. There is no alleluia, Christ is risen, being shouted. Rather, the women are plain alarmed, and they flee in terror and amazement, they flee in fear and silence. Bewildering, don't you think? The poet Rumi writes, sell your cleverness and buy bewilderment. Hmm. The women at the tomb are bewildered. They don't quite understand, they don't get it. They don't know what this means for them. They've had hopes and dreams for this rabbi Jesus. It will take time to sort things out. It will take time to let the ending unfold. It is hard for me. It's hard for us to imagine our futures. I will never ever forget the final episode of the awesome television show from the early 2000s, Six Feet Under. It was acclaimed, the last episode, the final episode, was acclaimed as one of the finest series finales ever. This episode has flash-forwards to milestone events in the main characters' lives, and we see how they die. Through creative editing, we see Claire, for example, who lives past all her other family members to the age of 102 dies with photographs of her family on the walls. If you could imagine your ending, would you want to know? Would you want to know your DNA? My sister-in-law lived with a genetic mutation that resulted in a weakened heart. Like her mother and others in her family, she died before age 60, right as the pandemic began. Now my niece and nephew in their 20s are going through genetic testing to see if they have the same mutation. Now on the one hand, this news could be heavy 
add worry, add stress to their lives. On the other hand, they could make lifestyle choices that possibly could lead to different endings, different ways the coming decades might unfold for them. Life is unfair, and life is hard. And sometimes it feels we have no choice, no agency over how things will end. And we wonder or worry whether we have the energy to keep working for justice, to keep hoping for a better world when there are so many disappointments and setbacks. It's easy for me, for us, to travel down pessimism streets, get stuck in despair. I often come back to the spiritual insight. We can't choose what happens to us but we can choose how to respond, how to move forward, how to make meaning out of our lives. And so as we have for the past year, we get up in the morning, we greet the new day, we do the best we can. We hope along the way there'll be a few, laughter, a few laughs and some tears, and that somehow our hearts will melt a bit, and that we will find ourselves a bit more humble and a lot more grateful to be alive. When things are hardest, we remember God's dream, the ultimate hopeful ending. Like today's vision from Isaiah, on the mountain the Lord prepares a feast for all people and God destroys the shroud over the people, swallows up death forever. God wipes away the tears from every eye and removes the disgrace they carry. Though we are not together as we would have hoped, though there is so much uncertainty Though we face a very long recovery, though our minds are reeling and our hearts quivering, and through all the possible endings before us that kind of freak us out, dear friends, it is in baptism that God promises to be with us to the end. Maybe Mark's odd ending fits 2021. Like the women at the tomb, you are bewildered, fear and terror overwhelm. It's okay. We are human after all, and we've got good company in the scriptures. Yet you are resilient. We are resilient. The words from the heavenly messenger are for you as well. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth in the places of loss, the places of death. You are looking at what was. He is not there. He has been raised. A new future awaits you, awaits us. We go and share that good news, for with the eyes of Easter faith, endings are beginnings.
How will this thing end? The story is still to be written. And if nothing else, we trust that the risen Christ goes before us and will be with us to the end.